Here at the Joe Show, we have the finest studios. Where's your studio? Because, like, I'm in a studio now. It has guitars and some kind of UV light that'll fuck your face up if you look at it and turn it on. The smartest, most handsome on-air personalities. Price of Liberty is, is ugly. It's not, it's not very pretty. You're not very pretty. We don't talk about religion. So uh, we're actually God's chosen people. So they are the chosen ones. I know this. I think the Christians think that you killed their savior. And we're always respectful to women. When they invent the perfect artificial vagina, the broads are out of business. Lobster dinners, the diamond market, it's all going belly up. And smart, well-informed callers. Buzzy, where you, you sound like you're Creole or some shit. Where do you crawl out of Baton Rouge? What's what the fuck, son? I'm from Iowa. Hey, you better watch your mouth now talking about Iowa like that. I'll slap the dog shit out. That's the Joe Show, Thursday, 6 to 9, on Raz Radio Live, Salty Talk Radio, and PopRock80s.com. It was a calm, cool night in the streets with things were pretty in the lounge on the east side of town in New York City. Where the rich show face in the air is something sleazy. Suit and ties get away from their wives, the women easy. An upscale atmosphere with some wallow, consumed by material life inside the hollow. Like the check at the bar, smoking on a cigar quick. Her heart pumps fast, a staring sharp as guitar picks. She sees a man with another skirt, the type to triple her net worth for making your neck jerk. And that's a goddamn shame. Cause she was packing a nine and a crime was no game So I'm ducking to a restroom Followed two late shots as the bass went boom She can't remember how she got in this place Took a look in the mirror but didn't recognize her own face And I'm singing my heart's He was 
trying to live it, the American dream A life full of schemes obtained by any means He tried to up the profit by trying to mix it up But the word on the street is that it wasn't good enough Joe met him at the club, said they had to talk Just come with me and let's take a little walk, walk. When I'm singing, my heart's bleeding for someone else So when I'm seeing, I'm leaving up on the shelf When I'm sleeping, I'm dreaming of someone else I got my reasons, I'm not leaving this to no one else Ooh, no one else Someone else And somewhere else When I'm singing My heart's beating When I'm singing Oh, somewhere else Being a cat can be damn tedious. People dangling bells and bits of string in your face all the time. Just be a dog. Run around, catch frisbees, pee on a fire hydrant. Life's more rewarding and you get access to lots of treats. Catch Salty Talk Mondays and Wednesdays and every Friday for Salty's weekend warm-up. 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Add a little salt to your life. And be more dog. Hands that twist your fate I am your lungs, very last breath I am your 
with corks On the other side of your history books I am a cure for every disease And I am what keeps you from chasing your dreams I am every loss and every gain And I am the bullet with your fucking name Bradblog.com. You're listening to the first 52. God only knows why. Well, that is correct. You're listening to the first 52 on RazRadioLive.com and RadioFreeBlood.com. It is 6-2-2015. That would be June 2nd, 2015. I hope you guys had a great week. You know what? I love my weekends now. I love doing my show on Tuesdays because I can enjoy my weekend. I spent every day on the beach drinking beer and enjoying it. And I'll do it again this coming weekend, so just be aware of that. What shall we talk about tonight? You know, there's so many things going on in the world. We could talk about uh, 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 whatever Jenner's name is now, but I don't really care about that. That's not something that matters to me. Why would I want to talk about that? More power to him. If that's what he wants to be, that's what he wants to be. Good for you. Manspreading. Should we talk about that later on, maybe? Hmm. You know, something I noticed today, as I was getting ready for the show, this, this video came up of a... Uh, of an airplane pilot landing an airplane with a bad landing gear. All right, you know what? Great job. I, I really I admire this gentleman. But you know what one of the comments was? This guy deserves a raise. Why does this guy deserve a raise? He did his job. Isn't that his job, to land the plane safely no matter what the condition is? He's paid to do a job. That's his job. Why does he need a raise? Just one thing of many things that I've uh, come across over the past uh, couple days, it just drives me nuts. We're gonna get in some McCain Paul talk. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be one of those guys uh, uh, screaming and yelling about who to vote for this year, this coming election. Uh, I, it's not my job to tell you. I don't even think I'm gonna vote presidentially. Uh, definitely will be handling some local things for me, but the presidential, I, I don't have any intention of, uh, of even being involved with. Why would I want to do that? We've got a new app out for filming cops. We'll talk about that later on. The Draw Muhammad rally that happened this past week. Ugh, I don't even want to get into that one. Uh, I got a great PSA for people who are thinking about joining the military. 
and FBI surveillance. I know a lot of this stuff. Uh, I, I yelled at Jack by uh, by Facebook earlier today saying, hey, stop stealing my stuff for tonight, would you? He kept covering everything I wanted to cover. Uh, but I do appreciate Jack Blood picking me up here Tuesday nights. And, uh, of course, you can hear him on our station Monday through Friday also. Uh, if there's ever a problem there, maybe you can pick it up on my end. We'll have to figure it out. A lot of things are going on. Uh, we got some changes coming up to Raz Radio soon. I'm very excited about. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you out there are excited about these changes that uh, shall be coming in the near future. Uh, and just to, I just want to make you guys think about it a little bit here. I think most of you probably recognize that song. I'm sure you all do. And on the line with me right now is the man who brought you that song. Well, he didn't bring you that song, but but you recognize that song to associate with him. We got the man, Scott Ledger. How you doing, brother? I should be getting royalties for that song if, that, <laughs> if I brought you that song. <laughs> yeah, right. No kidding. I, uh, Glad you're good. Good, man. Good to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, you too. I haven't talked to you in a while. You know, we do the, the weekly segment on, or not weekly, we do the tri-weekly segment uh, on your station, Sunrise America, your morning talk show. Uh, we've been doing it, I think we've done three now, which have been uh, such a blast, and it's, it's been nice working with you again. That's one thing I, I have missed is uh, our normal interaction that we had for so many years when you were doing Dangerous Conversation. Uh, you know, you are the man that led me to Raz Radio, to, to develop Raz Radio, and to be doing this show that I'm doing now. Well, you know, uh, first of all, I, I want to say don't fuck Moses, and the, and the reason I want to say that to drop an f-bomb because i've been doing terrestrial radio now for oh four months and i've been squeaky clean as my job requires me to be um you know i i think we all feed off each other everybody inspires somebody and everybody you know you know next thing you know there's an eight-year-old who's got a hero in major league baseball and he spends extra time in the batting cage so it's always it's always flattering when someone says hey you inspired me to do this or that but uh, like Neil likes to say in the Matrix, you know, you saved yourself, you know, to, to the kid that says you saved me. So I'll say that. I'll say that to you. Well, you know what, Scott? I, I can agree with that, definitely. And, and it's weird, though, because I was really out, far out of the Matrix and, and had, had absorbed my life with all this information. And meeting you and becoming friends with you and working with you actually allowed me to realize I need to bring my life back to my life a little bit, not just make this my primary concern. Yeah, you know, balance is, you know, I wear the yin-yang single symbol around my neck, and not because I'm Buddhist or Taoist. It reminds me to keep my balance between my spiritual journey and my physical fun, if you will. And and we can all get so absorbed and sucked into the world that we forget that family and friends and outings, and, you know, just, you know, when every time you post a picture of you and the wife and the kids out at the beach, I smile and I go, that a boy, Raz, you know, that balance. Yeah, it, you definitely need to have that. Uh, you know, Scott, it's been three years in September since my station. It's been about four years or so that you and I have been associated with each other, um, working together, not working together. Uh, it, it's been a lot of fun, and, and I, I owe you a lot for that, and I just want to make sure you understand that. But with all that pleasantry done, uh, I think we have more to talk about tonight. Uh, a lot of exciting news coming out for a lot of people who who have been in the background and have been waiting to see what's going on. Uh, I want to let you say it before I say it. I know it's already out there, but let's let you give the pleasure of, of what we are here to talk about. 
Well, let me backtrack a little and say, you know, after my stint at Radio IO, I'm always grateful for every stint, you know, the opportunity to do something and someone actually pays for my passion. After that ended, uh, you know, radio is, you know, maybe two or three jobs in any given market. And I've been collecting paychecks for 35 years to do what I do professionally. I was literally a week away from moving. Uh, my alma mater, the Connecticut School of Broadcasting, drops and says, hey, um, there's a job in town. Uh, do you want to stick around? I line up the interview. But even before that, I did a Kickstarter. And I bought well, I bought a, almost $7,000 worth of equipment with the Kickstarter, uh, three computers and a whole bunch of audio gear. And, you know, it was in my truck. I was ready to go to North Carolina and relocate. And next thing you know, I'm, I'm calling my best friend, uh, Richard, who I now room with. And, and I said, Hey, man, I, I'm, I've already checked out of my old place. I can't go back where I'm living. Can I couch surf with you till something comes up? And he's like, Yeah. Well, here we are three months later. My gear's still sitting in the back room because his third bedroom he runs his side business out of, and it's literally like a warehouse. And his other bedroom is rented out to a good friend of ours who was going to be moving. And I kept saying, well, you know, if I can't find a place sooner or later, i got to get back to doing uh, a dangerous conversation. Well, lo and behold, we've come to an agreement. This third bedroom's opening up. I'll be setting up the gear uh, next week. And I was going to say the 16th. But I will say the 23rd is the hard date for me to bring Dangerous Conversation back to the airwaves right here on Raz Radio. I'll be following you Tuesday nights, uh, 8 to 10, maybe 11. I'm gonna, I want to focus on two hours, keep it tight and right, get a couple good interviews in, bring a lot of the originals back, like Burmis, who ironically was on my morning show this morning, as you have been when we do our little conspiracy corner. So it's, it's been, and you know, let me speak to the Kickstarter, by the way. You know, yeah, I'm a man do, of my you, word. Please yeah, do, Scott. I always had just, me up, you know? just, hey, you know, let me lead here. Okay. Right. Let me lead. I'll you lead. I owe about 67 t-shirts to a bunch of people and I don't forget what I owe people. It's just when life rocked me, I literally was getting ready to sell my truck. Okay. That's how low I was on dough. I also had some posters that Dickie, Dickie's bent or Lucy designed. And I was going to make sure those were part of the thank you until I realized that they were prints, not posters, and they were $80 a piece. <laughs> and, you know, the woman's got to make money. And I said, listen, there's no way I can afford to buy these. So the T-shirts uh, are going to be sent out throughout the summer, uh, about 10 a week. I still got the list of everybody that donated. So everybody will get their Dangerous Conversation T-shirt. And I'm hoping to buy the artwork from Lucy for a couple hundred bucks, take it to Kinko's, and just get a good old dollar fifty color print and I want to make sure everybody gets what I promised them. So it is coming and I apologize for the delay. You know, I had no intention of of promising people something and not delivering on it. That's not the type of person I am. And it'll be that person. So with that being said, I am absolutely stoked <laughs> to get my gear up and running, to get the show up and running. And uh, it'll be dangerous conversation as you know it. Uh, there might be a sidekick from time to time. It'll be a three microphone stage bedroom so there'll be as many as myself and two others but it for a while it's just going to be me and a guest or two uh news stories some audio you know the great unsigned bands that we that we went out and you know the rebel links of the world so uh, i'm really excited about that but i also want to mention real quick i also am going to be doing a podcast a one-hour podcast a week just a podcast you know stitcher itunes that kind of a thing it'll still be dangerous conversation and the third 
a wheel or a third segment in this wheel is I'm, uh, I am bound and determined to get dangerous conversation on terrestrial radio. Uh, I actually had an interesting conversation with my boss this morning about it. There's nothing to talk about yet, but I want to get on a stick, you know, good old FM or AM stick, do it here locally. And, uh, let's just say if it can take off that it might have a place where I work as well. It's, and I'm, I'm putting the cart before the horse here and I want to concentrate on you and Raz, but I just wanted to give everybody the quick five minute lowdown. Uh, I've, I love what I do for a living. I, you know, 4.30 comes awfully early. I haven't done mornings in a long time. But I got to tell you, Raz, you know, my boss believes in my skill set like I believe in my skill set. So we'll see what happens on that side. But I'm going to look forward to the uncensored format. You know, I'm looking forward to doing some radio with Ferris once in a while and Fortoed and, and the old crew. Uh, I miss all of you guys. But, you know, life can throw you a curveball. And when it does, believe me, uh, everybody out there is probably nodding going, yeah, you know, I, I know what you're talking about. And for the last six months, I've been in survival mode. I haven't been in moving forward mode. I've been the hibernating bear. Dangerous conversation has been the hibernating bear. And uh, starting on the 23rd, every Tuesday, 8 to 10, maybe 11. I don't know how your scheduling works. We'll talk about that. But a minimum of a two-hour show, maybe once in a while we'll go long. We'll see how that works out with you. Okay. So with that being said, I'm really excited. Uh, you know, you and I have always talked, and I've always said to myself, if I go on an Internet channel and do an uncensored show, I feel like I owe you. You've been one of my biggest supporters. You have always been in my corner. And I'm going to be, it's going to, you know, I want to say thank you for offering me, the, me this opportunity, Sean. It's your radio station, bro. So thank you very much, man. Well, you know, Scott, anytime. This is not something that just came up this week. You and I have been in discussions about this since IO went down, you know, since everything happened there. Yeah. Yep. You, you know, the spot's yep. always been open yep. for you. You know, I've gotten people uh, asking me questions, you know, some of the haters out there. Oh, well, did this just happen because, you know, this one dude called him out on Twitter? And I'm like, no, Scott and I have been talking about this for months. This is not a new thing. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, this has been in the works. See, what the, the, one of the keys was I was working Saturdays at America's Talk Radio. I was producing. By the way, I, I wear four hats there. I do affiliate relations, mornings. I produce. I do sales. And I also work on Saturdays. I actually am on the other side of the glass. I'm a producer. So th 10 of my 40 hours have been on Saturdays, and I was just too burnt out to do anything else. Well, last Saturday was my last Saturday to work. So now I have my weekends free, and that's... That's when I and, and by the way, my roommate said, hey, we got to get you in that bedroom. I'm going to move my business to a, a back room. So it's all it was like it's kind of like you're waiting. You're, it's like stealing a base in baseball. You're waiting. You're waiting. All right. Now's the time to go. So that no, they had nothing to do. People call, you know, people on Twitter and Facebook. <laughs> You know, the hater, haters are going to be haters. Just let them hate. I like giving in, getting in their face too. But no, this has nothing to do with any one post. This has to do with the time is now. Right. Uh, it was, it wasn't three months ago. The time three months ago was me in my truck getting ready to move to North Carolina. Now the, you know, the dominoes are falling. Everything's falling into place. So that, that's really what's going on here, Sean, just to quell all those stupid ass rumors from from Facebook haters and Twitter trolls. <laughs> well, you know, you got to address it every once in a while, and, and that's why we've always stood by each other, you know. I, I, I have a lot of uh, support for you. I have a lot of um, a love for you. I mean, you're you're a good guy. You've always been there for me. You you gave me some great advice in September that it took me a couple months to, to heed what you were talking about before I finally made a decision. I think you probably know what I'm talking about there. Yeah, uh, yeah. You yeah. know, and I made that decision, and I'm very happy I made that decision. Uh, I've gotten... 
some kickback on it saying, Oh, well, you need to come back or, you know, come on. Why don't, why, well, why, come on, come on. And they're trying to get me to, to do something for them to, to sell. And I just don't want to do that. I got my thing. I'm happy with my thing. And that's what we do. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing the dangerous conversation side. Now, Scott, I got a question for you. Um, this morning thing and knowing life gets difficult, we go through times that are, that are not our, our happiest times or not our best times in life. The most recent pictures I've been seeing of you, you look really good, man. And has this morning show given you some more energy and, and pushed you to maybe rethink your, your physical life and, and. Oh, let me tell you, I was wore down physically. I was drinking too much. I, I, uh, eight months ago, I was down to about a hundred and I normally am at good weight about between 180 and 185. I was down 162 pounds. I'd gone through depression, you know, the whole gamut. Uh, now, you know, I, I went out, bought my fishing gear. I go fishing a couple of times a week now. I get out in nature. Um, I, I am now recommitted to taking better care of myself. So, you know, I, I'm not a person. I, I, I don't claim to be perfect. Maybe my intentions are perfect and, and maybe the love I have for humanity and that, you know, is, isn't perfect, but you know, I'm human and I'm just as weak and frail as anybody else. And I stumble and I make mistakes. So I was not treating myself well. I was not sleeping well at all when you're unemployed and you don't know what's going on i kid you not sean i was sleeping two hours a night mm -hmm. and that was with a sleep aid. i was i was not in a dark place spiritually because i know who i am spiritually but i was i was a man without a company so i was like where am i going to go what am i going to do i've done one thing my whole life and and i love it i'm still at the top of my game and you know i had a lot of heart to hearts with all my close friends and they said listen you know you got to do what you got to do and more Carolina was close. It was, it was close to happening. You know, next thing I know, I get a job offer. Next thing you know, I'm in town. I'm staying. Next thing you know, I got a place to live. Next thing I know, um, you know, little by little, the dominoes fall. And, you know, you can't fix all of your life all at once. So I had to say, all right, job first, <laughs> you know, bank account. Okay. Take care of that. Uh, you know, if it wasn't for my dog, who knows? You know, people say, you know, she's just a dog. I go, no, she was my reason to get up and walk every day. And, and she was my routine. Just like, you know, I don't have a wife. I don't have a girlfriend at this time in my life. My daughter lives in Connecticut. So I went through a tough time. I've been through a couple of tough times in my life. And you know what? You really find out what you're about and you certainly find out what your friends are about and you certainly find out what your acquaintance is about. And if people can't have the patience to let you struggle and get back on your feet, you know what? Fuck them. Mm -hmm. Cause they're not your, they're not your friends. They never will be. And you know, I, I went through my Twitter feeds the other day and I got rid of about 350 trolls, people, <laughs> assholes, losers. You know why? Because guess what? You are not there for me. I am somehow, you know, and I always click yes. You want to be my friend? I'm a media person. I always click yes. And then I say, all right, let's see how far you push it. And the moment you push it too far, <clears throat> see ya. Mr. Mr. Islamophobia, <laughs> Mr. Mr. All these other people, you know what? I don't need your shit 24-7. You know what? If you want to go spew your venom, you're not going to be able to do it on my page anymore. So it's been a, it's been a beautiful seven months. It's been kind of ugly. It's kind of like birth. I was talking to my spiritual counselor the other day and I said, it's just like going through the birth canal, man. You come out all messy, but little by little, you know, you turn pink and you start breathing again and things work out for the better. So, um, you know, like I said, Sean, I am absolutely stoked to be back on the air. Uh, I'm really going to enjoy the uncensored format. And I have, like I said, I have a three 
tiered prong approach to what Dangerous Conversation will be. I want it to be on multi-platforms. Uh, the podcast will be clean. It'll be edgy in content, but it'll be clean. So it might end up, you know, that one hour show might end up on six different, you know, I'm, you know, the Chris Geos of the world, the Truth Frequencies, Jack Blood's channel, so on and so forth. I'll be reaching out to these people and ask them if they want any content. Yours, I'll be a little bit more loosey goosey. We'll have some fun, but we'll also enjoy the uncensored format. And then, of course, the terrestrial stick. Uh, hopefully when that happens, it'll be all the great edgy content, but it'll, of course, it'll be FCC friendly. Um, I'm back. I'm going to be back with a vengeance and you know, 2015 and 2016 are going to be a great year for me and for my passion, which is providing content and pushing conversation. I love asking someone a question and walking away and just watching them scratch their head or, or, or posing something to them. Do I believe in the political process? No, it's bought and paid for. But do I believe in someone saying, you know what, I care about the poor? That's why I care about Bernie Sanders. I don't think the man is a miracle. I mean, you know, I'm a more of a Keynesian guy. But listen, money is fake. Why do you think I give a shit about energy so much? Why do you think I care about about green energy and, and solar energy? Because these things are real. They're tangible. They're, they are our way out of the darkness. All these control systems. By the way, your government's bought and paid for, and it's not by accident. It's been a 40-year plan, and they're carrying it out precisely the way any empire ever, ever, ever has operated. The consolidation of power. But guess what? They say it all the time. The Internet is the great equalizer. It is where you can go for the third, fourth, and fifth opinion in the room instead of the old left versus right bullshit. So, yeah. Yeah, Sean. Um, I'm really excited to be able to bring a guest on and, and talk about a compelling uh, outside-the-box information slash topic and I just, you know, Raz Radio is a great, great form, uh, a great platform to do it in, brother. Uh, you know what, Scott? I can hear the enthusiasm in your voice. I can tell that you are re-energized. You sound like you did the first time I tuned into you on on Dangerous Conversation. You know, right after you went free. Uh, so I can definitely hear that. And I got to say, with this interview tonight, probably one of my my favorite things is the birds chirping in the background. Yeah, I'm out on the front porch. My dog's sitting right next to me here. I am literally sitting under a big oak tree. I got I got a woodpecker over there. You know, I, I I nature is my church. Okay, I don't I don't go to a building. I don't pray to a deity. Uh, I believe that all things. You know, I'm more of a, probably a, maybe a pantheist or a Taoist. I mean, if you were to put me in a box, which you know I don't like being in, right? Um, but yeah, I'm I am re-energized because I you know when you're in the darkness. You know, especially if you've been in it more than once, you know, when my mom died or you go through a divorce or I lost my house, I've had things happen in my life. But when you, when you've gotten in the darkness and you get out, you know, you will again someday. And I knew that, but it was just a, it was a matter of time and, you know, finding the job at Sunrise America at America's Talk Radio Network. And then my roommate, who's one of my best friends in the whole world saying, man, surf on my couch until you work things out and you know that's how it works and then you and i like i said we've been talking about me being on this station for probably since i left io pretty much since, yeah. You know, yeah yeah it was just you know i was like no it's not time it's not time it's not time you know there's a pecking order to doing things and now that pecking order is all falling into place i kid you not i am looking the reason i'm out here is because there's a nest of baby blue jays there's two of them and their parents they're teaching them how to forage for food they teach them how to fly I just love being out in nature, man. So that's why you're getting the background of the birds. <laughs> no, I don't mind it at all. I absolutely love it. I mean, I'm the same type of person. I work outside all day. I'm in and out. 
I, I live on a on a apartment complex that's got beautiful grounds where I get to watch you know rabbits walk right up to me, bobcats wandering around, alligators mating in the pond. That's all kinds of stuff that I look for, and I, I really look forward to seeing because it actually shows me that. There is happiness in life. It may not be human life that's happy, but there's happiness in life, which means we can get to that same happiness if we can eliminate the bullshit that we deal with on a regular basis. And that's why sure. you and I do what we do. That's why we do these shows. We try to, to, to bring people to the rationalization that there is happiness, but we have to end the evil around us to bring that happiness. And well, I, I'm a big fan. You know, I will let you know that, um, I, I believe, at least my in my matrix, I am a piece of permanent consciousness on the Scott ride. That's how I like to tell people. So I I have come to the conclusion that it will never be a monetary system. It'll never be a political system um, because they're all systems. Like in the matrix, when Neo says to the Oracle, "Well, how do I know you're just not another system of control?" And she says, "Ha ha! That's where you have to trust and believe." Now, nature can be cruel, Sean, but at least it's, at least it's honest. Right. You know, you know, when a lion's eating a wildebeest and that thing's, that son of a bitch is still alive, it's not exactly pleasant to watch, but the lion isn't killing the wildebeest because of its ego. It's killing it because it's simply part of the matrix of survival and it does what it does. It's damn well, the people, yeah, well, the people that run our systems, they don't need the power. They crave the power. That is their sickness. That is their darkness. So, and when systems get big, they keep in on themselves. Look at Greece. Look at Mesopotamia. Look at look at um, look at the Roman Empire. You know, you you will cave in under your own weight, under your own hubris. And this is the kind of stuff that happens on a regular basis. The United States of America is no different. Any empire, look what happened to the Soviet Union. It's splintered into a whole bunch of pieces. And I expect you'll see that sometime in the next 20 years for the United States as well. I would agree with you on that. Uh, it's going to be exciting to hear you back again. Uh, I am honored to have you join us here on Raz Radio. Again, guys, that was the 23rd. It will be the start date for Dangerous Conversation here on Raz Radio. Uh, you know, Scott. Yeah, three weeks from tonight. Yep. Three and you, you have all the time after my show that you need. Um, there is nothing scheduled afterwards, so you can go to two o'clock in the morning for all I care. It's all up to you. I know you got to be to work at five, six, so you know you don't want to go to two. Uh, but yeah, you, you're absolutely wide open for whatever you want. Uh, the guys that 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 love us, that that really follow us, are, are excited. Uh, I've seen a lot of activity on the social media sites and everything with you coming back. Um, and I'm just looking forward to dangerous conversations because again, I was wide awake when I started listening to you, but you helped me gain control over my own self again. And that's what I needed because you know, you listen to too much Alex Jones and you just go off the deep end and you're, you're ready to, to yell and scream. And you brought a well, lot fear, of fear, fear porn is an attractive way of uh, gathering listeners, but everyone wants hope. You know, no one wants to constantly b be berarded with two things, fear and doubt. You know, it's okay to be a little fearful. It'll wake you up and it's okay to suspect things, but life is too precious and too short to not focus on the positive, to not say, wow, look at all these algae fuel companies. There's actually a stock exchange for algae fuels. Look what's happening with cannabis hemp. Look, you know, we are, look at, the, you know, I like to focus on the positives as much as possible because when you when you can focus on the positives you can it's like recharging your battery it's like you're an electric car you know you can run down you know i got nothing against alex jones uh you know he he does what he's done and you know what alex jones is uh is a self-made man uh i think he's a little bit more outside the box than most of his christian uh followers think 
And, you know, he, he has to placate to a certain audience. He's on a certain network. He has to do things a certain way. So I'm not anti Alex Jones. I, I am a little bit, you know, don't, don't constantly barrage people with fear. You know, give them some hope and give them some great ideas. Plant a seed and say, wow, did you know that this new electric car can go 400 miles without a charge? You may not be able to afford it yet, but guess what? The future can be bright. Think positive too. Don't, don't just, you know, cause you'll tunnel. Or, or, you know, it's like going down the toilet, man. Once you get it in that vortex, it's hard to get it out of it. I want a saltwater-powered boat, Scott. That's what I want. Then you never, yeah, have, to, you yeah. never have to fuel it again. You pull the saltwater into the engine, it produces its combustion somehow, and you're off to go. And you never have to worry about it. Hydrogen, our, our Earth is two-thirds hydrogen sitting in a bunch of lakes, ponds, rivers, streams, and oceans. I mean, we're, we, there is no energy shortage. That's Those are controlling people that want you to think that there is not abundancy in the universe. The universe is a very abundant place. There's terawatts falling on our planet every day in solar energy terawatts okay they make it sound like you have to burn coal and you have to frack for natural gas that's bullshit those are people that own mountains and own the rights to natural gas deposits that want to become billionaires and if we you me can get all the energy we need from the sun or the wind or tidal power or anything else we don't need them and then suddenly their billions turn into nothing and their paper money crumbles in front of them so these are all control systems that's why you know that's why i use that matrix music because the movie teaches lots of things on lots of levels that's all yep absolutely absolutely uh all right scott you know i I, hitting the 37 mark here uh any last things you want to throw out there anything that uh, really has grabbed you that you just want to rant about for a moment or, you know, what you know, you know, there's, uh, believe me, uh, with the NSA, you know, the, the big news two days ago was yeah, Rand Paul. But, yeah. Well, now, you know, now today we have the USA Freedom Act, you know, it's Patriot Freedom, all these fuzzy words they use all the time when they should say it, they should call it the Buttfuck Act because the, these, you know, to be honest with you, yeah, the, I always say when it sounds warm and fuzzy, it's 180 degrees in the other direction. Believe me, there's going to be plenty to talk about i'm looking real forward we'll do a, an audio test in two weeks once the studio's up and running and i'm happy with the way it sounds i'll probably chime in on your show from my studio right now i'm just using my phone for skype and on the 16th we'll do a little test and on the 23rd uh, we will kick off dangerous conversation my friend absolutely i'm so excited for it make sure you get with four toad he's got all the server information he's really good to help you oh, with he's, already, he's already yeah, he's already reached out to me good. dave's been a, just an amazing you know i love butting heads with dave i, I love opinionated people i don't like assholes and dave's not an asshole but he's pa- he's passionate I'm, I'm into passion if you're passionate about something bring your passion to the table and i will make sure i give you a microphone as well and you know you know that a good that's the name of the show it's not dangerous monologue it's not dangerous rant it's dangerous conversation yep. and that means at least two people are talking yep. and that's what the world needs man more conversation i hey, would dude, agree all right, and brother. uh we'll talk soon and, uh, you know, just everybody on social media, let everybody know, uh, the people that contributed to the Kickstarter this summer, <laughs> I know it's a year late. I, I know, uh, and you can bust my balls. And if you're doing it kindly, I'll, I'll giggle and go, you're right. I'm late on it. I apologize. If you're a dick, you know, fuck off. Who cares? But I will get everything promised to those wonderful people that bought me all this cool gear that's sitting there collecting dust in my in my roomie's back room here so i can't wait to fire it up and see how it sounds and and and, and everything else man and my best to to lovely lexi the the bitch in charge the true brains behind raz radio well, that's, for sure. that's, <laughs> that's definitely true man and listen i gotta say scott we gotta give you a little credit you're not a year late you're only six months because you know it was december so don't don't 
beat yourself up too much is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, I'm gestating. I'm gestating like a human being. I got three more months before I deliver. There you go. There you go. All right, brother. We will talk to you soon. Guys, make sure you check out Scott Sunrise America on America Talk Network, right? America's Talk Radio Network. Sorry about that. Yeah. So make sure you check him out over there. Uh, I, every Tuesday he does the conspiracy corner. So if that's just what you want to hear, at least you know you can get it there and he will be here in only a couple of weeks. Scott, I'll talk to you soon, brother. Love you. Talk Peace to you out, soon. brother. Love you too. Yeah. There you go. Scott Ledger, Dangerous Conversation will be returning and it will be returning to Raz. I'm very excited about that. I'm very stoked about that. And I, you know, I gotta thank Scott for, you know, making sure that he involved us with this. So, you know what guys, we'll be back in a couple minutes. You're listening to the first 52 on RazRadioLive.com, RadioFreeBlood.com. We got more to talk about. Just stick around. Look at my crayon out. Hold on. What am I supposed to say? What am I doing? Here? <laughs> <laughs> What's your name again? John Ray. Fortoad and Lexi. Oh, I meant to Fortoad? Sure. Oh. Poor Dave. Dave. <laughs> Hey, it's always great to be on the first 52 with Sean Raz for Toad and Lexi. You know, I don't, that sounds like shit. What am I, give me a script here. Come on, I can't do this. You're putting me on, under pressure. Bob, don't worry about it here. And, uh, Dr. Bob. Dr. Bob, yeah. Dr. Bob Tuscan. Bob Tuscan, and you're listening to the first 52 on Raz Radio with my buddies Sean Raz and Lexi Raz and that guy for Toad. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of election, on intimidation instead of free choice, on guerrillas by night instead of bombs by day.
get low. Peace of mind, it's so chaotic and frustrating. Borderline get so deal with it and get help. Must make a fast choice. Conversations in my head. Good voice, bad voice. Don't jump, jump now. Somebody come help me. I just wish that me in my own head would accept me. Trying to find my way through all this darkness in my life. In the meantime, until that day, I keep running towards that light. And even if Conceited, but I'm that guy. 
Sapphire. That charming motherfucker that your bitch glad she's Sapphire. On a bar train and we're headed for the city. And the seat's all stained and it smells hella shitty. But it's cool though because I think your chick's hella pretty. And I got the bitch convinced I record for P. Diddy. Work with Kanye. Ghost life for 50. At first it was iffy. Now she thinks dirt's nifty. It's funny what these money hungry sluts will fall for. Cause I hit it then forget it then walk like ball four. He's an ass. He's a dick. He's a creep. He's a freak. He's a flash in the pan. He's the flavor of the week. He's a prick, he's a jerk, he's a real piece of work Okay, but despite all this, I'm kind of a big deal He's a motherfucking scumbag slut He's a batshit crazy ass nut He's a mutt, he's a punk, and he's rude with a bad attitude Okay, but despite all this, I'm kind of a big deal Fuck you dirty Davy, fuck you dirty Davy, fuck you dirty Davy Fuck you dirty Davy, fuck you dirty Davy, fuck you dirty Davy Fuck you dirty Davy, so sweet, dirty Davy, fuck you dirty Davy Your radio gun from Deadline Live.info and the Jack Blood Show. You're listening to the first 52 with Sean Raz Radio Live. Stay bold. The whole world feel it, feel it. And I'm still in the murder business. I can hold you down. Like I'm giving lessons in physics. Right, right. You should want a bad bitch like this. All right. Welcome back to the first 52 on RazRadioLive.com and RadioFreeBlood.com. God, that was exciting. I love talking to Scott. You know, Scott's a really good guy, and he's been around with me for a long time, so I'm looking forward to having him here. Now, let's discuss some things that we need to discuss. What's going on in the world? I think that's important, don't you? You know, I teased a bunch of things at the very beginning of the show, and these are all things I want to talk about. I think they're important things to talk about. I think there's some craziness going on in our world, and and how else do we how else do we address these things unless we talk about them? You know, how else do we know they're going on? How else do do people out there listening and and trying to figure out their world? You know how do they how do they learn it? How do they learn it? Well, from people like us, you know, from people that really care and that research and and try to figure these things out. Uh, everything crashing on me here. Get all everything realigned here. Got to refresh the, the video I was just going to play for you guys. If you haven't heard yet, New York City has, uh, has started a crackdown on manspreading. Manspreading. What, what is manspreading? Do you know what it is? I've never heard of it. 
there's been a particular spotlight shining on male subway riders in New York City this year. For the first time, the Metropolitan Transportation Authority is asking men to mind the gap. Mind the gap. Leg spreaders. They're the worst. Men. Bad. His legs are spread so wide he's taking up two seats. It's called manspreading and it's rude. In January, the Metropolitan Transit Authority rolled out an ad campaign reminding men to close their legs while seated on public transit. Entire blogs have been created to document the culprits who don't comply. Even actor Tom Hanks was publicly shamed. You're now the face, you're the new face of manspreading. All right, this pisses this me off. <laughs> I was accused of manspreading because it looks as though I'm taking up two seats. And hey, internet, you idiot. <laughs> The train was half empty. The train was presumably also not crowded when two Latino men were allegedly arrested for manspreading on May 22nd at 12.11 a.m. According to a report released by the Police Reform Organizing Project, this marks the first time manspreading led to an arrest. We've never heard it referred to as manspreading until last Friday morning in Brooklyn. Prop director Robert Ganji says the NYPD is criminalizing several subway etiquette faux pas as an excuse to fine and arrest people, most of whom, Ganji says, are poor minorities. We think it's driven by the quota system. There's almost no other rational explanation for why the cops would conduct these kind of arrests unless they were under pressure to meet uh, certain numbers, to meet what they call produ productivity goals. The activities that uh, uh, poor people of color get arrested for and ticketed for, bike on the sidewalk, jaywalking, begging, uh, open alcohol container, walking between subway cars, have been virtually decriminalized in white communities. According to reports, the NYPD has issued more than 1,400 summonses for manspreading this year. And while the boys in blue are working very hard to contain this serious issue, crime is up. The amount of murders in New York City has increased, according to reports, nearly 13% since last year, while the number of shootings is up 7%. RT reached out to the NYPD asking for confirmation about the manspreading arrests. We also asked how many people have been arrested for manspreading. So far, the NYPD has not responded. Marina Portnaya, RT, New York. And it's funny, as you watch this video, every single picture they're showing, it's a man by themselves. I know, listen, I understand it's crowded and there's a lot of people getting in there. Uh, this is not something you, you can't... You can't fix people's behavior with laws. It never works. It produces criminals that didn't, that aren't criminals. They're just rude, ignorant people. Okay? So this is ludicrous that, that we're trying to, that, that's is even coming up. You know, look over the list of what the guy talked about, what people are getting arrested for that's legal in the white community or in the white world. These are, these are things that law was never intended to be involved with. If you're a rude individual and you don't want to close your legs, uh, then you're a rude individual and somebody's going to, you know, teach you a lesson eventually. This law over shit like this, is it it, it just drives me nuts. Now, when I heard this one going on, I, I saw David posted about it a couple days ago. And then, you know, more people started talking about it. And I, I just don't, how, what, what? 
What's wrong with you people? Come on now. I mean, really. Let, let's really get over this. That's just ridiculous. Uh, it's amazing what they, what they put us through, what they try to, try to make us do, what they, they want to rule everything you do. And they're getting there. They're really getting close to it. Really getting close to it. You know, something that, uh, something that led us to where we sit today, and Scott had, had tagged on this, and this was something I wanted to talk about tonight. Uh, we all remember 9-11. We all remember the events of that day. We all remember how horrible it was uh, to lose almost 4,000 American citizens, to watch iconic buildings fall in front of us, to watch the the home of our entire defenses being attacked. It was a hard day. And, you know, I don't believe the story of 9-11. I don't believe anything they say. One of the people I've always said was involved was the Saudi government. So did the Saudi government have anything to do with 9-11? Now, this is kind of an old story, but I'm bringing it up. Uh, it's not super old. It's a couple weeks old. Uh, I'm bringing it up again to lead into some more information that we're going to talk about, which is what Scott brought up was the, uh, the fact that the Patriot Act, you know, was, was going to twilight. A lot of the, a lot of the parts of the Patriot Act were just going to go away. Just bye. You're not going to get renewed. But they make up their own rules. They make up their own things. They do what they want to do. So why did we get the Patriot Act to begin with? And now we have the Freedom Act, which we'll get into that a little later. Why? Why did 9-11 happen? Who helped 9-11 happen? Well, again, I've always believed there was a, a lot of involvement from a country that we send billions of dollars a year to. That's not a good thing. The Saudi Arabian government paid to help fund the attacks of 9-11. The FBI knows it, and the FBI covered it up. That's off some freaky website, right? Not this one. This one is the claim of the for former senator from Florida, Senator Bob Graham, who was on the Intelligence Committee. Not some quack conspiracy theorist, but the former head of the Senate Intelligence Committee. He co-wrote a congressional report on the attacks of 9-11. And he says classified pages, 28 classified pages of that report, could help prove his damning allegations. In an interview with none other than the New York Times newspaper, Senator Graham of Florida said he'll fight to prove his claims. He told the Times about a meeting with FBI agents following the terror attacks. He says the agents took him to a secret location and that one of them, in essence, told him to get a life, that he was following a dead end. Senator Graham said the FBI went beyond cover-up into what he calls aggressive deception. Senator Graham accuses the FBI of hiding the fact that it had investigated a Saudi Arabian family in Palm Beaches in Florida for connections to the attack. He says the agency has pictures and documents that prove multiple connections between this family in Florida and the 9-11 hijackers who were training nearby. He says the family escaped the country just weeks before the attack. That the family left the refrigerator full of stuff, left all their things in the house, and after years in this one home, living peacefully in the neighborhood, vanished. And less than two weeks later, the towers came down. A federal judge is right now reviewing some 80,000 documents involved with that investigation to decide what, if anything, can be made public. Senator Graham of Florida says those documents could be a smoking gun that could prove that the Saudi Arabian government aided the terrorists, not people, but the government. If the government did that 
aided the terrorists who knocked down the buildings, then that's an act of war, right? Oh, an act of war, and we support these people, and we have for a long, long time. If that's what happened. Well, that is the allegation from Senator Graham of Florida. For its part, the FBI denies all of this. In a new review, an agency commissioned uh, issued a statement saying that the Saudi family in Florida had no connections to the attacks. The FBI blamed a special agent for the investigation into that family and reports that the agent could not explain why he investigated the family. Fox News Senior Judicial Analyst Judge Andrew Napolitano said, these, these aren't new things. These, these have floated for a long time. Well, they're all coming to... Yes, they floated from a long time from us crazy conspiracy theorists who they just want to say we're just wrong. ...ahead because of uh, a number of events that are happening. One was Senator Graham's interview to the New York Times, which was published on Sunday. And two federal judges, as we speak, are, are reviewing this. A federal judge here in New York City is listening to motions this afternoon, as you and I are speaking, brought by the families of 9-11 victims against the government of Saudi Arabia. The government of Saudi Arabia has moved to dismiss the complaint. There's been no discovery in the complaint yet. They just want it dismissed. And that federal judge is deciding whether or not to dismiss it. At the same time, a judge in South Florida, as you indicated, is reviewing the 80,000 pages of FBI documents involving the Sarasota Saudi Arabian family. That's the investigation that Sarasota. the FBI... I, I said Palm Beach is Sarasota, right, right, on the West Coast. Right. Uh, that, that's the investigation that the FBI says was improperly conducted by one agent, and you can't remember why he started the investigation. Well, whatever he did, he's got 80,000 pages. Senator Graham and his people have moved to open up those 80,000 pages, and a federal judge is reviewing him, reviewing them. So those things are happening at the same time. Now, what Senator Graham wants released is something I suspect he has already seen. Why do you suspect that? Because he was chair of the Senate Intelligence Committee in 2004 when the Senate, uh, when the, when the 9-11 Commission report was released. And President, um, uh, Bush ordered 28 pages held secret and President Obama has reconstituted that order. So two executive orders holding it in secret. Those 28 pages are about the Saudi government's involvement in 9-11. The writers of that report, former New Jersey Governor Tom Kane and former Indiana Congressman Lee Hamilton, the co-chairs of the 9-11 Commission report, want those 28 pages released. Senator Graham... You mean the same two people that called how, uh, how they said the... Uh... The whole 9-11 commission was just set up to fail. Listen, I'm not going to play anymore. There's still two and a half minutes left of that. Uh, I, I think the point is proven that the things we've talked about in the past, the people we've said were involved, uh, are involved. Uh, there is some belief of Pakistani officials being involved. There's some belief of uh, uh, many other people being involved. Some people say Turkey. You know, I'm watching you, James. I see you over there, buddy. Uh, there's a lot of people that, that were involved in this that, aren't being held accountable so what did that give us that gave us the tsa that gave us fear of flying that gave us fear of anything that we do that we have to worry about you know death coming to us but what happens when we when we let these fears drive us and, and get us going into this fear organization well we bring in organizations that are there to protect us right that's their job they're there to protect us but when this organization that's there to protect us, the secret test, and they're 95% ineffective, it's all security theater. It's all a lie. It's about making money off of us. And we wonder why our deficit is so low. So low. Now, TSA, 
employees failed 67 of 70 tests where undercover agents tried to pass through security while carrying fake prohibitive items. They're not there to protect you. They're there to make you think you're safe and not to solve any problem. You really think the Department of Homeland Security has stopped the terrorist attack? Do you really think the FBI has really stopped the terrorist attack that they didn't create? Come on. Come on, people. Think about it. I've got a special surprise for all you out there. I was a little shocked myself when I saw this coming around. The BIC is joining us. How you doing, honey? Good. I think you oversold it just a teensy bit. Why but... do you think that? <laughs> Thank you what for you... that introduction. Oh, you're always welcome, honey. Come on now. You missed Scott. He was he he you know wished know. you well and he said you were the brains in the organization Aww. here. So he always thought that. Yeah, I know. He's always thought that. So what's He's right? What's up with you? What what brings <laughs> you to join me? Shut up. I don't know. I just I missed you guys. And you wanted to come talk to everybody for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What were these uh, fake prohibited items that they were bringing on board here? I mean, are they things that would have shown up in a scanner? Well, it says here at least I mean, one fair. It says at least one test showed failures by agents to find a fake bomb, even after the undercover agent set off a magnometer, which is uh, detecting bombs. I'm guessing I don't know what a magnometer is. Uh, the screener reportedly let the agent through with the fake bomb taped to his back despite a pat down. So I would say that is complete failure on TSA's part, wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, if it's like strapped to him and he was patted down and they didn't see it. But remember, the underwear bomber got away with, uh, getting his underwear on the plane. Oh, wait, that Kurt Haskell saw that whole thing go down and he was led on by government agents. So again, every terror attack terror plot that's been stopped in the past 13 years i don't even i don't even know what number we're at now uh, it's in the 20s if not 30s or 40s at this point in time have all been organized orchestrated by the fbi by undercover agents or by informants which means they've created the problem just like what happened in 93 with the world trade center bombing the, the audio tape released of uh shamal or shamil or whatever the hell his name was talking about how they were giving him a bomb and telling him to go through with it. Oh yeah. So it's it's how they do this. It's nothing new. We're preaching to the choir. They, you guys all get this. I like to believe you do. I know there's some people listening that might not understand that, but that's how they do it. They they set it up. They orchestrate it. They find people out there stupid enough to follow them, or maybe they're told, hey, you know, we're going to do a drill. We want to practice, and we're going to use you as that practice, so you won't be hurt. You won't be harmed. You're not going to do anything wrong. You're working for us. And then they give them a real bomb, and they ignite it. They set it off. Well, that's that's how they do it. And it's been proven in history of these things being done. It's so unfair. It is way unfair. <clears throat> so I just wanted to bring that to everybody's attention. I know a lot of people, you know, a lot of mainstream are talking about the the 95% failure rate. So we touch on it quickly here. I hope you enjoyed that. <laughs> Uh, honey, I don't, I, I want you to come back after the break, but I need to take a break here because I went a little long with Scott and I want to get back into my cycle of where I belong. So what we're going to do, guys, we're going to take a quick little, uh, 
momentary break. I'm going to sing for you for the next five minutes. Yeah, we'll have Lexi sing straight well, to you Sean, guys. Sean takes a little potty break. I'm sure you'll love His chipmunk bladder. I'm saying my chipmunk batter. <laughs> uh, when we come back, though, we are going to get into, uh, let's see, we got McCain Paul still to cover. We got the Filming Cops app to talk about, uh, the Drawing Muhammad rally, and the PSA for joining the military. These are all things we're going to talk about here in the next, uh, what time is it? Next hour or so. Next 20 or 43 minutes or so. You listen to the first 52 RazRadioLive.com, RadioFreeBlood.com. We'll be back with you in a couple minutes. Sit tight, go get a beer, smoke a bowl, do whatever it is you do, because you're going to be back with us here. Have you ever called into your favorite talk radio program only to encounter this and felt like this? That never happens when you dial 941-421-0401. At RazRadioLive.com, we answer right away. And pow, you're live on the air talking to one of your favorite hosts. No screeners, no delays. Try it now. 941-421-0401. And avoid... 941-421-0401. If you're a new listener or a seasoned veteran, don't be scared. 941-421-0401. We welcome all. We know how it feels to be ignored. RazRadioLive.com Yeah, Dr. Handle Vista, Twisted Surgeon, HHMD, DJ Hellfire, Money the Amp Killer Assassin. Slaughter victim. 
money, life away. Fuck that, we looking for a brighter day. True equality, foreign and monetary policy. So in the meantime, we steady gathering the following to produce leaders, expose leaders, plans to enslave man. Save as many souls as we can. With the help of the Lord's hand, best believe the enemy surely can't stand. We be here to declare and clear the air in case you misunderstand. This message is stamped official by air. Actually, the, the very definition of terrorism. They're trying to kill people for a political agenda. It's just, you know, a nicety. So, uh, yeah, just keep in mind, guys, that the news agencies are not there to tell you the truth. They're there to tell you what they're told to tell you. You're still stuck to the American dollar, and you're still stuck to American laws. I still want to have the freedom to go where I want to go if I need to go. Uh, I think that's the most important thing in my mind, at least. And this goes along... If this is going to be another cum, cum trail... I've got lesbians and he's got cum trail. <laughs> okay, why don't you just move along? Animals get in the way when you're doing a radio what show. What I think is gonna, they're going to have to redirect the American's mindset. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been even more fun. Yeah, that would have been a lot of fun. <laughs> I, I want you all to keep your eyes open and your ears open on what's going on. It's the first 52. Live.com. Just getting reports of a shooting incident at the Chicago Sheraton where President Bush has been speaking. It's not clear if the president himself has been hit, but apparently there are casualties. I have a short statement. The president suffered two bullet wounds. The first entered just under the right armpit. It traversed about three inches of the chest wall, then ricocheted off the fifth rib and exited. The battle is the propaganda got the people fooled. We seek knowledge they don't teach in high school. Democrats have the mule, two heads in the same dragon, tell me what you gon' do. The elections are rigged, and people pay for what the government did. Open eyes, lost lies, I'm a racking kid. We won't stop city devils finally doing a bit. Popping up, they got the aim, cause I'm locked in the grid. Rubber band, man, pushing with the Taliban. Take them to Afghanistan and drag them through the sand, man. Banana, banana, for banana, banana, cups of bandana. Scandalous ties, the evil that hides, the leaders, they lie. Running around, drop them now, so the people can die. The people will lie, on the tubes, they include you. Keepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the street. There's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do, and there's no end to it. The air is unfit to breathe, and our food is unfit to eat. We sit watching our TVs while some local newscaster tells us today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes, as if that's the way it's supposed to be. I'm getting off for the week and remaining strong for the powerless. For the twist and intervention, not to mention I'm out of this political mess. Throwing it all over my chest, I'm blinded. Crying out to God, man, I'll never forget what I'll give me. We know things are bad, 
worse than bad. They're crazy. It's like everything everywhere is going crazy, so we don't go out anymore. We sit in the house, and slowly the world we're living in is getting smaller. Don't give me back. I guess I'll turn my back to the figures. It makes me cringe when they tell us that if we slight, they gon' make us go inside. Go inside is a boom. It's other chambers, a dog on the knob. But who knew that they were taking the wrong way? We all say, it's not so bad. Jack.com. You're listening to the first 52 where you can hear the inmates run the insane asylum. That's right. On RazRadioLive.com, the inmates do run the insane asylum. So I hope you like my craziness because this is what we bring you here. I've been doing the first 52 now for almost three years. I've enjoyed every moment of I've done. My wife has sat by my side through most of it, and I love her for that. I love Fortoad for that also. He helped me out a lot. <sighs> Here we are, back on RazRadioLive.com and RadioFreeBlood.com. The first 52 is live, coming at you. Hope you're enjoying it. Uh, we are going to try to get on some topics here and figure out what we can add to the world or take away from the world or I don't know, whatever it is. Sometimes you have to just open your mind and not believe what everybody tells you. But believe what I tell you, because I'm probably right. <laughs> no, I'm probably not right. More than likely, I'm way wrong. That means Jack's wrong. That means Alex is wrong. That means Scott's wrong. You have to judge for yourself, man. Listen, I tell you what I believe. I don't tell you to believe me. 
Go figure it out on your own. The things we talk about, go read about it. You'll figure it out. Trust me. It'll come to you. All right, let's bring that down and out of the way. Oh, yeah, I don't even know what that was, but I like the song. It sounded pretty cool when I was uh, trying to figure out what to use for rejoin music. Again, you're back with the first fit two on RazRadioLive.com. I got my lovely wife, Lexi, sitting next to me. You turn her microphone on so she can talk. That would probably help, wouldn't it? Oh, I was so waiting to correct you on that, too. <laughs> I got it. I caught it. <laughs> I was going to say, you're not used to having people sit in here with you anymore. <laughs> no, it's been a while since I've had somebody sit in studio with me. So, yeah, it's nice to have you here, honey. You know, we haven't done this together in a while. I know. It's a while. I mean, literally yeah. a while. Well... I'm the woman of the house. I have to keep things in order behind keep, the studio scenes. Keep the kid under control. And you. <laughs> well, yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I have to. I, I know I'm a little out of it. <laughs> Dave got his uh, chemtrail shirt last week. You guys, if you ordered a Raz Radio Live chemtrail, what's with all these chemtrail shirts? They all come in. You should have received it by now. And uh, I hope you like it. Uh, I, I didn't get to talk to Scott yet, but down the road, once he gets all that other thing settled, maybe we'll do a Raz Radio the dangerous conversation shirt i know the girls amber where's my design we need to start your shirt well, it was supposed to be june 1st we were starting that remember but anyway all right let's talk some topics now i don't want to get off the deep end too much you know me i can i can uh that's business spin out of control things yeah it is business things i hate that things are crashing here and making my life very difficult oh is it because i'm here no it's not because you're here <laughs> what what uh what, what have you been you know we don't talk a lot about. I mean, we do talk about it, but it's usually me ranting about things. What's what's been bothering you, or what's come up across you recently? Still aggravated about Fukushima, man. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing has changed for me. It's still Fukushima, eh? No, uh, Monsanto and Fukushima. That's still my bitch. No, Vaccines. They're, they're very important things. Absolutely. I mean, hell. Nobody's talking about it either. People are just eating their fish and shrimp and not thinking anything of it. As you bring me Having sushi last night. As, as you bring me sushi last night. Golf waters. Well, is it golf sushi? Yes. Okay. I was going to say because. I asked. All right. They got tuna from the Gulf? It's oily. It was a little different. I will admit that. BP-ish. BP-ish. <laughs> Had a little too much BP in it. <laughs> a little too much BP. Um, you know, honey, one of the big things I talk about a lot is what's going on with law enforcement. One of the biggest things we talk about is making sure that you're capturing audio and video of what happens. Uh, Jack talked about the story with the individuals in Oklahoma <clears throat> who were shot down by a cop. The, the one gentleman, uh, assistant pastor at a church, uh, was shot and killed by a cop. Now, of course, the shooting is not visible. Uh, and there were other means to handle the situation, but after watching the video, I'm not saying it's justified, but I am saying that I can't blame the cop for responding the way he did. So why do I bring that up? Why do I talk about that? Well, because we want to record, we want to make sure people see it, and we've seen a lot of times that law enforcement has destroyed phones, confiscated phones, uh, in order to hide videos that were taken. Uh, there's a video of a couple months ago, uh, we talked about it, we played it here, of a woman recording uh, some, uh, what I think turned out to be DEA agents in the long run. Uh, she's recording them from a distance, and a DEA agent charges at her, attacks her, and smashes her phone because he didn't want what she was recording being seen. So the ACLU uh, of Southern California has come out with uh, this new app 
that apparently will make it easier for you to record the cops. The app is called Mobile Justice. And it automatically sends a copy of your video to the ACLU. In case anything happens to your phone, that is. That's the video. Yeah, I feel more protected if I can get video and then somebody's going to be behind me to support me with that video. The app has, the app has a section on your rights when recording police. It's, it's legal in all 50 states to record police in public. And it will also alert you if someone is recording an incident nearby. That really helps to raise the visibility of these police encounters and reduces the blue wall of silence that we've seen too many officers hide behind. I will share this app again. I have not downloaded it yet. Uh, but there's a feature on this app that when you're recording, if an officer starts charging at you to take your phone or something, you can immediately hit a button that's on screen that'll send the, the video recording straight to the ACLU. So this is another great tool. Hell, even Periscope, you know, that's automatically archived. So another great option to use uh, if you see something that needs to be recorded. We need these videos. These videos are, uh, hey, it's making the officers, it's protecting them. The video I watched, I can't say those cops did something wrong. It's also helping the community where we get the, the grays and the, uh, hell, go back to Ferguson. If we would have had video of exactly what happened there, there would be no questions. There would be no argument as to what happened. And unfortunately, we don't have video from that incident. So check the app out. Uh, now this is where I found it at. And uh, I'll, I'll tweet it out for you guys later. It, like they said, somebody just said there, it's like Periscope. So it's another option of ways to make sure it gets to people that it needs to get to. What do you think of that, honey? Do you think that's it's a good idea? That's pretty cool. That was a good idea. Yeah, I thought so too. You have to, uh, you have to make sure that you're covering your butt and, and you might either help a citizen out or you might help a law enforcement officer out. I'm not anti-cop. I think we can agree on that, right, hon? You're thinking way too hard on that question. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Are you not anti-cop? Uh, well, I'm not anti You have your moments. Well, yeah, I do have. You know for a fact that I have cop friends that I you sit do. and talk with. Yes, you do. We have conversations about yep. these things I talk about, don't yes, we? Yes, you do. And we have nice conversations. We don't argue. We don't fight. We discuss things. Mm -hmm. And that's that's what you need to do is sit down with these guys. Make them realize that, you know, you care about them just as much as, as you care about your neighbor or your friend. Because they are your neighbor or, your, or they could be your friend. You know, it's just, when I, I, that's the thing. I don't, when I say I don't hate cops, I'm, I don't want people to attack cops. I don't want cops to attack people, especially innocent people. And, and people are encouraged. You want to, them to protect and serve and. Well, I want them to do their job. Right. That's all I want. I'm not asking for any heroism. I'm asking them to do their job. That goes something I said earlier. You weren't here. Uh, there was a video of a, of a pilot landing a plane that had a broken run, uh, landing gear. And somebody had commented on it or in the post or whatever it was said, this guy should get a raise. Well, no, he did his job. His job is to take the plane up in the air and put the plane back on the ground safely. Right. So if there's a, an issue with that landing and you have to do something special to get the plane on the ground, 
You did your job. You don't need a raise for that. Right. That's all I want the cops to do is their job. Right. Just about any job has its uh, complications and hiccups. And right. you learn to uh, correct those things and you train to handle uh, various situations when they come your way. Well, yeah, that, you should. That's that's what your job is, is to well, handle situations that come your way. Pretty yeah, much. To, yeah, any job. It might be the <laughs> most mundane job. It might be the most dangerous job. Keep in mind, law enforcement is not even in the top ten of the most dangerous jobs, or the most deadliest jobs, I'm sorry. Uh, what we were talking about earlier, uh, breaking, Senate approves House-passed U.S. Freedom Act, sends bill to president. So we were all excited that, you know, a lot of the, uh, the, the, the Patriot Act uh, sections were not going to be reauthorized. It says here, after rejecting all proposed amendments, the Senate approved the House passed USA Freedom Act on Tuesday afternoon in a final vote of 67-32. The bill, which is expected to be signed by President Obama, will reauthorize an NSA surveillance powers that expired with Section 215 of the Patriot Act on June 1st. So what do they do? They just rename it. Make it sound happy and fluffy. You have the Patriot Act. It's all about patriotism and protecting us. And, you know, we didn't like some of the parts. So what do we have now? Well, now we have... Freedom. The Freedom Act. We have freedom. <laughs> yes, we are going to eliminate some of your freedoms, but we're going to give you the Freedom Act. So it's all good. Don't worry. I feel like it's really inappropriately named, but what do well, I know? Well, that's what they'll do with all these things. <laughs> if you've never realized that, they inappropriate name them all the time. The Patriot Act did not was not very patriotic. It took away freedoms. It, it it hampered the whole idea of patriotism. It just took it away. On Tuesday afternoon, the United States Senate rejected any amendments to uh, and un- ultimately passed a version of the U.S. Freedom Act passed by the U.S. by the House of Representatives. The U.S. Freedom Act, which revi- revives some of NSA surveillance powers that expire with the Section 215 of the Patriot Act on June 1st, was passed in the Senate with a final vote of 67-32. Major. The U.S. Freedom Act was created as a substitute for Section 215 of the Patriot Act, which expired at 12.01 a.m. on June 1st. The controversial Section 215 was used by the National Security Agency to justify its bulk data, bulk collection of America's data. Advocates of the U.S. Freedom Act presented it as a way to curb the powers of the NSA by transferring the bulk collection, American, a bulk collection, collecting collection america's phone records to private companies we guys if you recall on this show right here i want to say two weeks ago i talked about that's the way they were going to spin it around to make it okay they were going to have instead of the government holding it they're going to let the big corporations hold it exactly what i said they were going to try to do which is what they're going to do with the freedom act however these those in opposition noted that it would wouldn't end the government's collection. It would only change the channels the government went through to collect Americans' records. The House of Representatives passed the USA Freedom Act. Freedom! With an overwhelming vote of 338 to 88. The bill, so there's 338 people that don't belong in the Senate or the uh, House. The bill failed to reach the 60-vote threshold needed in the Senate on May 22nd with a 57-42 following a 10-hour and 30-minute speech from Senator Rand Paul, who has led the campaign against both the U.S. Freedom Act and the extension of the Patriot Act. So, Rand Paul, 
Rand Paul. Rand Paul is not Ron Paul. And I will stand by that through this whole election cycle. Not saying he's a bad guy. Not saying he, uh, he's an elitist. Maybe, you know, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he is trying to infiltrate and he's doing it in a good way. Maybe that's what's going on here. What do you think? Well, we've talked about this, that he's uh, playing more into a, a situation where he can put align himself with as an electable president. Right, which is what, Whereas, Ron, which is what Ron tried to do. Well, no, it's not. Um, I think Ron was just sort of honest and raw, and it didn't hit the media well. And we've talked about this where uh, we feel that maybe Rand is sort of playing games right now to put himself in a better view media-wise, and that maybe he is more aligned with Ron Paul's thinking at the end of the day once he is, in fact, in office, if that were even a slight possibility. I mean, it's it's potentiality. Well, it is a potentiality, but, you know, again, he's kind of a war hawk, and that's been one of the things that, that shy me away from him, is he, he's okay with uh, drone attacks killing American citizens yeah, in foreign lands. Yeah, i at all. He, he's okay with uh, wars of aggression, not anything that I'm okay with. Uh, so I guess apparently McCain and Paul have had a scuffle amid the NSA debate, uh, which, you know, ties into what we were just talking. Is that me squeaking? Yes. My microphone arm is squeaking. I'm going to have to WD-40 that. Ouch. And something's yeah, stabbing me over here. Really? Um, Republican Senators John McCain and Rand Paul faced off late Sunday afternoon at the Kentucky Republicans as the Kentucky Republican tried to speak from the Senate floor about expiring provisions of the Patriot Act. McCain and Senator Dan Coats were speaking about the National Security Agency uh, phone metadata collection program when Paul tried to ask a question, Coates said he is not yielding the floor to Paul, effectively blocking the 2016 presidential candidate from speaking. Coates then yielded to McCain for a question instead. What do you think that question was? Yield for further question. Would, would, the, is, would the senator suspend uh, under previous order? Mr. President. All time for debates expired. Mr. President, my understanding is there's still five minutes remaining on the opposition side, and I request that time. Mr. President. Is there objection? I object. How can we have an objection when we already have a consent agreement that says we have 30 minutes of equally divided time, and you still have five minutes remaining on the opposite side, Mr. President? The time was divided yeah. in the usual form, and the time math. for debate has expired. Mr. President, the time couldn't have been divided equally because apparently somebody must have given one side more time than the other. <laughs> I don't know. As they do math again, because they really don't know how to do math. They can't balance a budget. Why do you think they could figure out how much time is left? The uh, five minutes of time that was uh, allotted to the Democrat side was unused, and it was equally divided at 23 minutes apiece. Or, Mr. Or, President, I was here for 30 minutes of uh, the Republican side speaking. 
I stood, sat in my seat for 30 minutes, so there was not 23 minutes of equally divided time. President, let's Senate. have the regular order. Obviously, people don't know the rules of the Senate. Maybe they should learn the office. Mr. Before. President, I request the remaining five minutes of time on the opposite side. Is there objection to the request of the senator from Kentucky? I object. Mr. President, I challenge the ruling of the chair and request the yeas and nays. We need to start doing what Chinese people do and just, you know, all out fisticuffs in, in the middle of the Is there a Senate sufficient floor. second? <laughs> what do you think? Do you think that would help? I don't know about that. There, there is not a sufficient second. Mr. President, I request a live quorum call. It's amazing how the this stuff goes. The clerk will call the roll. This is so ridiculous. You know what, motherfucker? I'm going to talk. I'm going to tell you what I got to say. You're going to deal with what I have to say. I am a senator, and I have the right to speak here. Oh, but the Democratic side uh, already had their opposition. Well, I'm a Republican. So what does it matter what the Democratic side had already? It just goes to show you how they just try to control things and make what they want happen. And that's the saddest part about that's it. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, to watch that. They don't want him talking. They know he's a... I don't know. I don't know, honey. I, I'm really... This whole next election cycle is something that I'm not looking forward to. Because you know me, Ron, you know, the last one, 2012, I was in the middle of it. I was doing marches. I was doing the sign waves and the this and the that. Involved in everything I could be. We took the kid out to do all this with us. I'm not doing it this time. I'm not going to do it. Yeah, I'm not doing it either. <laughs> What's your intentions? What's your plans? Are you going to vote for the presidential election, or are you just going to deal with local and state issues? I'm I'm thinking I'm just going to stick with local and state issues. Uh, this whole, it gets too stressful anymore, and, you know, it's not like you really get all the facts. It's not like you're really seeing a real person up there. They're in a competition. They're, they're raped actors and they're paid well and they're looking to be in a position of power and that's really the president-elect is just a puppet anyway <laughs> so to me it doesn't really make any difference anymore it is kind of rough to uh when you know what we know when you believe what we believe when you look at things the way we look at them it, it's hard to just fall in line and, and do it anymore you know in 2012 we were still new to this we you know 2009 was my awakening you followed very shortly thereafter and when i say awakening it's not that we just realized everything but we realized a lot more than we ever realized before that i know i hate that term i know it, it feels so corny or well i've always you know, know i always questioned you know jfk but, you know, I was adamant about supporting... You say 2012, but I do recall, you know, shortly after Mikey's infancy, you were acting pretty crazy. Well, that's that's when it started, 09. <laughs> that's why I say five years, oh, six years. Oh, seven, oh, eight. Oh, yeah, well, no, it was after Mikey was born is when I really started. Remember, Carolyn was visiting mm -hmm. with the other kids, and mm -hmm. and that's when we I'd find the... Uh, Long, the, the, the pasture, what was his name? Oh, remember him? The long, he called Obama long-legged Mac Daddy. Yeah. Uh, what was his name? Anybody remember his name, that pasture from 20 or 2009? Uh, let me know if you remember it. 
Oh, uh, you know what? I, I said I was opening the phone lines, too, and they've been open. I mean, I've been sitting here looking at them. Uh, we got Did about... Mike call in? Mike who? Lewis. No. Oh, he was going to call. Oh, no, I didn't hear from him. I know. No, he did call. That's him right there. You missed it. No, that's I think that's Harry. Your fault. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. Well, I was on a break when that call came in. Uh, I've got about 10 minutes before I have to do my out cuz I got to get I got to get with Scott coming up here, coming after me on the 23rd. I got to get really good on my out. So 52, 51 is my hard out. I got to be done and going in my outro by that point in time. If you want to call Harry, I know you're waiting. Uh 9414210401 if you guys have something you want to add uh to anything we've talked about here. Uh your your call is more than welcome and we would love to hear from you. Uh let's talk about this whole thing going on that's been driving me nuts and I hate this this situation. These these rallies, these these Muhammad drawings, these we have free speech and we have the the second amendment and the first amendment we're going to we're going to display it we're going to do it now if a bunch of muslims not radical muslims just muslims right they wanted to have an event to 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 promote being a muslim right and uh they're not going to draw a cartoon of muhammad obviously cuz uh that's against their religion Let's say they wanted to uh, protest the way Americans treat them, and they wanted to burn the American flag or step on the American flag. So they organized an event, and then they brought other Muslims who were legal to carry weapons to that event to protect the event. What do you think the American people would say about that, honey? (laughs) Well, I know where you're going with this. I think everyone else does. Um, I think that that is very ignorant and disrespectful. I think that no matter what your stance is, religious or maybe you don't have a religious belief, or maybe you just have a philosophy on life, or, you, you know, it's one thing to want to carry on and say this is a free country and I can do whatever I want and I'm doing everything within my power to exercise these rights. Mm -hmm. It is another thing to be insulting and to degrade people for their beliefs. And no matter what the situation, whether it be a truck driver that stops by a mosque and posts online, ha ha, so funny, I'm going to take a piss in your parking lot. Or it's Muslims burning the American flag and in front of, you know, some Catholic church or whatever. It's extremely disrespectful. It's, it's, it's disgusting. And and it really kind of shows the type of person that you are. I mean, you need to have respect for yourself and the people around you. There is a difference between exercising your freedoms and just being a detestable human being that's how i feel and that's very true and that that's the way i look at it you know i would never i i try not to insult people i think i live my life and with that kind of code that i you know friends yeah i'll bust a friend stoned stones constantly I'll, i'll call a friend a jerk off or whatever but when it comes to other people, I think I show a lot of respect 
towards what they believe, whether I believe it or not. And that I think that's what it comes down to. Uh, America as a society, go back to the 30s, 40s, 50s, where people respected us and looked up to us. And we did the right thing. We did live a godly life, if you want to say. Unfortunately, a lot of people doing these protests are godly people. And that kind of goes down the religion track of religion's a bunch of bullshit. At the end of the day, we just need to embrace our differences, understand that people will have their different practices in life, and try to live in harmony, find the things that we do have in common, and try to find some unity there, and try to come together as a society to protect ourselves from real injustices. I, you know, I am not having my life being hardened by someone, you know, practicing Judaism or whatever faith they may have. That's not affecting me in a poor way, just like gay marriage isn't affecting me in, right. a, in a hostile way. You know, Kylie it's Jenner not, is not it's affecting not me in a my way. lifestyle, but that doesn't mean that I need to have a icky outlook on it or think less of them or try to insult them or make them feel poorly or because you know there was one hispanic guy that shot a white christian out in texas that now all of a sudden all hispanics are assholes and every time i see one i should make rude comments i or, hope not i'm half hispanic you know, you know. well i'm just making an example it's just are. ridiculous how we're putting everyone in in their little boxes well that's what we do we stick people in boxes uh, I, I know uh, we got a call here. Let me uh, bring up the caller, uh, 941 area code. How you doing? Very well, as how are you? Good. Who we got here? Mike. This is Mike. Hey, what's going on, brother? How you been? Very well, very well. I just wanted to say what a great interview early in the show with uh, Ledge. It was fabulous. Um, and it's a pleasure of mine to have met you and your family. And uh, keep up the good work, man. Open people's eyes, open people's ears. Love it. Well, I appreciate it, man. You know, and it was a, it was nice to just talk to Ledge. You know, him and I have a great rapport together. We can talk well together. We believe a lot of the same things. But he also, you know, brings my my thought pattern around. And I think it was very important some of the things he said about what's happened to him over the past few months to make sure everybody understands that he's not an evil person. Well, no, and that's just it. I've met the man twice, and both times I've met him, he's moved me. Just with maybe one comment or maybe one question or he just, he's great. And and congratulations to get him on your show. It's fabulous. Oh, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Well, Mike, we got to do a beach day. Mike here lives right up the road from me, not too far away. We hung out on the beach. He was the, he was at Razfest this past year, and hopefully, sure was. hopefully, he'll be able to join us on the next Razfest, which we think we haven't locked it down yet, but we think it's September eighteenth to the twentieth. Uh, so oh, that's the first I'll time. Definitely we've, be, I'll definitely be in. Yeah, that's didn't a, mean to interrupt you. That's all right. That's the first time we've released the actual time frame we're thinking. And I think that's when it's going to happen. We got to go visit with the wannabe in again and make sure that their weekend is open that weekend. But so everybody out there listening right now, Razfest, figure around the 18th of September is what our goal is. Tentatively, tentatively right now. That is oh, our very, very cool. I'm glad I was able to be part of that. Oh, we enjoyed having you last year. Last year was really the, for the second event we've had. Uh, that was really a big event. 
Uh, we had a lot of great people there. We had so much fun. Uh, it was an amazing weekend, and uh, we look forward to doing it some more. So, Mike, I appreciate your support, brother, and uh, look forward to Scott coming on the 23rd. Hey, love you guys, man, and uh, have a great night, and I'll definitely be there. And it was definitely something outside the realm for me just to see, like, a radio broadcast. It was fabulous. Thanks, brother. Anyway, you guys are great, and we'll definitely hit the beach. Talk to you soon. And uh, keep on a great show, my man. Peace out, brother. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Uh, there goes Mike, a good guy. He's a really nice guy. We've hung out with him and his family. I gotta get to this PSA. We only got a few minutes left. I gotta start practicing being out at a certain time with Scott joining. So I, I I'm gonna really focus on this. So oh my. I have to, cause I, he You're has really to start at 8. To it, huh? He has to start at 8. I got a minute okay. 35 oh. to do a 334 video here. So let's, uh. Oh, that's not happening. Uh, well, obviously. Math. Advice from Stan Goff, U.S. Army Special Forces veteran for those considering joining the military. This is the video we're going to play right now for you. Hopefully. I say this to my own kids, and I've got one in the Army, and i got another thinking about it. I mean, I know, I know it's, it's a tough economic choice to make these days. I know the jobs suck. I know school is too expensive for a lot of people. Um, you know, I know they make it attractive, but you just uh, you have to continue to remember what it is that uh, they're doing. They're not, they, they, that organization does not exist to give you money for school. <laughs> the organization exists um, to assert the political will of the United States government against other people by force of arms. And what they do is not like it's portrayed in the movies. They're not sending you out there to be a hero. They're sending you out there to be a bully. You know, They're not sending you out there to be a hero. That's not what it's really about. It's never been about that. It's never been about that. You know, the fact that some people fight back and put you in danger is, is also part of the equation. But, you know, it's not, uh, the Iraqis never presented any threat to this country. And if we leave, those Iraqis don't present any threat to this country. Yes, dear. I mean, I see where he's going with this. And it is hard to put it out there that you're not going in there to be a hero. And you're really not. Right. You are going out there to be a bully. At any point that you're going into another country to assert your beliefs in any way, you are bullying. There is no reason for us to be occupying any land other than our own. True, true. Well, it says that in our Constitution. Well. (laughs) Our founding fathers believed that we should not be interventionist. What word am I trying to say? I like having you so I can find that. at what point did this become okay? What? That this became accepted, that people started seeing this as heroism, because we'd be goddamned if any other country tried to come up in the United States and start some shit like we've been doing. Well, and that that goes to a lot of what I believe and what I talk about is who is the who is the invader and who is the patriot well if you were an iraqi citizen and you were standing up against the invader of your country then you would be a patriot to what that country what else are you supposed to do right well and that's that's the big problem that's the big who done it there you know that that's the scary part about how it works how things go down how the global elite control 
our thought pattern and our belief system. And this is coming from a retired special forces Mm -hmm. master sergeant who spent his lifetime in this business, in this industry. You'd be surprised how many people... With a son in it now. You'd be surprised how many people, and Kevin, I know you're listening, were former Army Special Forces, Navy SEALs, uh, who, who now understand and realize after their years of service what they were actually doing. And that's, that's the scary part about it is these people who have been there see it and get it and understand that it's not right. I think the most important thing that can be taken from this outlook is that it is something you want to talk to your children about. He says he still has another son looking into going into this. We know a, a boy that we respect, that we appreciate, that is looking into going into this. Yeah. And it's something that we should take seriously. We need to find the right time to go about it. But it's something that if you, if you believe thoroughly that it is an injustice what is going on right now, we need to... Oh, I'm, I'm hurrying. Okay, what well, do you have to go now? Yeah, well, we're wrapping it up. You I told you I'm trying minutes? to get hard. No, do I you have seven minutes of music I to play or something? I don't have seven minutes. That's the problem. <laughs> All right, guys, you've been listening to the first 52 on RazRadioLive.com. I hope you enjoyed it tonight. I'll get the ending there a little better. We'll bring Lexi in more often because I enjoy Jeez. having her sitting with me. Uh, enjoy your evening. Make sure you check out Radio Free Blood. Make sure you check out Raz Radio. We've got great content coming to you all the time. We love you guys. Be safe. Be Kisses. sane. What I'm trying to be real, they tend to be fake. What I'm risking it all with no time to waste. Fuck this bad race. I'm leaving this place. Time the blast off destination space With the sunset hung behind us And the universe to blind us From the moon we'll watch the whole world explode Moving free unguided through the beautiful The silent with the light show From a passing UFO Lost in the glow of the unknown Please don't go And I don't know how I got here Or how I'm getting home But right from day one I've been in this alone With odds stacked against I've been drowning in stress They said can you take more I said give me an old man once told me, Allie, don't ever look back. Keep your eyes on that prize and give them hell to your death. This is a test, just a frequency check for intelligent life. Now's time to connect. It's an SOS, the death's been sent. So now we just wait and hope for the best. With the sunset hung behind us In the universe to blind us From the moon we'll watch the whole world explode Moving free unguided Through the beautiful asylum With the light show from a passing UFO Lost in the 
so much thanks the first 52 is the bump diggity Zone. This is where I'm at and this is where I'm calling home. 